Welcome to the Sound of Movement podcast. Today we are talking about something that literally has the power to change your life and I couldn't be more serious. We are going to be talking about how your thoughts lead to behaviors. Sounds simple, might sound obvious, but it is much more in your control or out of your control than you know. Morning everybody. If this is your first show joining us, my name is Yanni Bormeister. Across the table is my brother Rad, and behind the mixer is the voice of God, none other than Richard Lellies. We are Unity Gym in the Unified Movement System. I want to give a quick shout out before we get started to everyone joining us on YouTube and on the podcast. Uh, but I want to urge you guys to make the most of your experience with us by jumping over to the UMS Movement Mastermind private Facebook group, well it's actually a public Facebook group but it's a private because you've got to apply to get in uh, and join the discussion. You can do what someone just did there and smash the emoji button, even an angry emoji came up uh, and uh, yeah we stream these these uh, the video stream live to the group and you can engage in discussion. If you are on that group, if you are joining us in the UMS Movement Mastermind, you're part of the tribe then hit us up with the comments, let us know where you're tuning in from and why and if you're on YouTube smash that like button right now do it do it i dare you do it do it do, do it. it do it <laughs> it does it does help the channel helps the channel grow helps richie hack the algorithm what's up everybody well you know doing the do mate just getting ready for christmas it's far out it's the third it's a three-day countdown until christmas it's the 22nd today and if you're over in the states or europe you're probably thinking whoa what's this crazy time warp um, but yeah, we'll be opening our Christmas presents while you guys are still dreaming of Christmas. So. Yeah, that's right. My whole life is uh, is dictated by the uh, Advent calendar, the Christmas Advent calendar right now. Yeah. If you didn't know, um, <laughs> a Christmas in Australia is a very surreal experience because you walk past all the shops and there's there's Santa dressed up in his thick red outfit um, Winter with outfit. snow yeah. everywhere. And we're walking around in thongs and shorts and singlets cursing the heat. Uh, it's a very funny experience. <laughs> yeah, well, mind you, cursing the rain today. It's yeah, meant to, it's tipped to rain all week here in Sydney, yep. and uh, and we are also at the uh, brink of another major um, shutdown of life as we know it because of the uh, coronavirus. Yeah, so let's not talk about that. Let's hope that that doesn't happen. Hey. Yeah, that's but right. Anyway, look, today we're talking about. Um, we're really talking about why people need to update their operating system, thoughts, behaviours, results. This is a really it's a really powerful thing to think about. Your your thoughts lead to your behaviors and your behaviors lead to your results. Uh, it, it, it would really make sense to think that your behavior leads to the results that you want. So behave in a way that's favorable, that's going to get you what you want, you'll get what you want. Behave in a way that's unfavorable, you won't get what you want. But behind that is your thoughts. And what we really need to start getting you all to think about, if you really want to engineer success, is to start to recognize where your thoughts are coming from and what you can do about it. And I'm, I'm gonna give an example, you know, two people can look at the, two people can look at the exact same scenario standing next to each other and have a completely different experience. Like um, some, I'll give an example. Let's say, say we see a really fit person on the street and two people look at it and somebody, their thought goes, wow, look at that person. They, they look like they're a really, um, you know, hard worker and they've definitely achieved a lot. And the other person in the exact same moment looks at them and goes, look at that wanker. What a vain, you know, mm. you know, idiot, you know. And I've seen that happen. I've, I've heard my friends look at someone and make a judgment like that. When I, and then I've looked over at the same person and I've thought, 
wow, that is so interesting that you would judge that person for their hard work that they've put in to create a healthy, and that's just one example. Well, I know. think a better example, and I've had this happen many a time to me, is I've been to see someone speak, uh, an international speaker, uh, about business or about motivation or about you know anything, and sitting next to a group of people, you walk out into an intermission and you talk about what the speaker what was like, and two people who just saw the exact same presentation will use that information completely differently, will determine one person says, ah, oh, it's all a load of crap. Yep. The other person takes exactly what was said, deploys it, and, and achieves incredible success Yeah, that's it. right. And, and then that person that didn't do it five years later says, oh, that guy was just lucky. He, yeah, yeah, that was all luck. And know, another and good example, which I really like, is you can go and see the same movie together, the same group of people. We went and saw Alien Covenant in a great group, and there were some of us that absolutely loved it, and then everybody else was idiots, and they've got bad taste. <laughs> so um, that's another really good example. <laughs> well, that's not true. But what we're what we're getting at here is that there is a lot of people who who see the uh, the idea or the notion that you know your motivation can and your your results are really really governed by your thoughts and 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 how you perceive things and 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 your perspective on things and uh, and you know they really are challenged by that. You know they think ah oh, what a load of crap whatever you know and that in and of itself. Is this playing out? Yeah, that's right. You know, th that is that is this whole mechanism playing out. And what is it? What is it related to? It's related to your upbringing. It's related yeah. to your experience, that's your right. dogmas, the 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 beliefs that you've attached to the experiences you've had that are associated with, you know, everything that you've done up until now, uh, is is governing your thought process. And here's the thing. And this is something that really blew my mind when I started to read about psychology, the human brain. Uh, quantum physics, all sorts of different things um, that sort of explain how, how the human brain processes information. And we are processing so much information, billions and billions of pieces of micro information on, a, on, a, on a, uh, um, an hourly basis. And the reality is, is that the amount of information that's coming into our brain through all five sensory organs is far too much for us to be aware of constantly. So what happens is the the brain, like any supercomputer, builds programs to handle that information and decipher what's most important, what's really, really um, uh, 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 threatening comes up first, and uh, and then everything else is is deprioritized after that, you know, <coughs> and and uh, incredibly, you know, one person to the next can be completely blind to certain bits of information that they both see or they both yeah. witness because of their operating system and the filtering because yeah, yeah exactly because of their subconscious brain is filtering out and what and what um uh, i'm going to try not to s speed through this because we have a lot to get through and i do want to try to uh i guess um educate people here but um what what is most important is that over your lifetime your brain creates a whole series of basically computer programs to handle certain circumstances and most of the stuff we do on a daily basis becomes autonomous and subconscious you know you got to think about and a really and great our example our response and our re response to them becomes yep. autonomous you got to um, think that the most um, uh, brilliant example is learning to drive a car 
learning to drive a car, I don't know if you can remember, but try to put yourself in the driver's seat the very first time you hopped in a car for your very first driving lesson. I don't know when it was for you. For me, I was, you know, about 16 years old and you get sat in that car and you've got a, I had a driving instructor next to me because my father was absolutely uh, certain that he would not let me jump in his car until I'd had a number of professional driving lessons. And, uh, and I remember driving down the street the very first time out onto a public street where I had to deal with other traffic. It was, it was enough just to get my head around the pedals. And I was learning in a manual car back in those days. Auto was, was very brutal, rare. So you got the three pedals, the clutch, the brake and the accelerator. You got the gear stick. You got the indicated knobs. You got the, you know, the windscreen wipers if it was raining. And then you got the steering wheel to make sure you don't steer into anything, you know. And you're just getting your head around all of that. And then you pull out onto a public road and you've got to deal with all the other traffic, all the people walking around. And we were, we were learning to drive in a very, very busy part of the world here in North Sydney. And, you know, it was overwhelming, overwhelming. And the experience really, you get out of that and your adrenaline's pumping and, you, you know, you're, you're really um, on your fight or flight um, uh, um, awareness level. And then fast forward 10 years. And you don't, you, it, most of it happens completely autonomously when you jump in a car. So much so that you can <coughs> be fiddling with the radio, people text message whilst they're driving and yeah. have a conversation. And yeah. then still get from A to B most of the time without causing an accident, you yeah. know. That's a really great example of how your brain builds a programming system, an operating system around that action, that activity, which is driving a car in this case. That happens for everything in your life. It even happens for exercise. Yeah. And this is why we uh, put together things like the Technique Optimizer, because this is what we're trying to get people to. We're trying to get the bench press to be a program in the brain that is so perfectly installed that you don't have to think about the mm. form and technique of a bench press, all right? That's a very, on, on a very superficial level. But the other thing is how we operate around food, how we operate in our relationships, how we operate around around money, how we operate in our career, the things that we think about, what m gets us out of bed and motivated to operate at a higher level, to take on tasks that will lead us towards the goals that we want to achieve in our life. All of those things become part of our operating system. And the problem is that that operating system can become so autonomous, so deeply ingrained in our subconscious that we then start to really, really screw ourselves when we want to try and achieve a different outcome in our lives. Because often a different outcome, a different set of goals, but require different behaviors. And our thoughts and all those processes that go into creating those programs are what are dictating our behaviors. Here's how it works. The more you think about something, the more the brain starts to think, okay, I need to create a program for this thing. Just like driving a car. The more driving lessons you put yourself in, the more you learn to drive with your parents sitting in the passenger seat or whoever it is that's teaching you how to drive, your brain starts to go, okay, this is happening so regularly, I need to create a program for this. I need to start getting better at this. I need to start really strengthening neural pathways. And there's a whole, if you want to know the chemical and biological process here, the brain 
brain starts to um, lay fat cells around the neurons to make the electronic um, pathway more powerful. You know, just like a, uh, an, an electronic uh, wire, the thicker the wire, the more current will pass through it. And the neurons work very similarly to that, but we use fat cells to create the, uh, the electronic wire. So all of these systems in the brain, all of these behaviours are literally a biological um, adaptation. It's not just wishy-washy thought and spirituality. I'm, that's, that's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about biology and physics, you know. And, and so all of these things that you want to do in your life, whether it's to achieve a better physique, whether it's to change your financial outcome, whether it's to, you know, find the ideal uh, person to marry, all of these things can be affected by your thoughts. You know, because what you're thinking about more, your brain is developing programs and systems for, and those systems and programs heavily affect your behaviors and the outcomes you achieve in your life. Okay, so there's my rant. Now let's bring it back into something that's, uh, that's, that people can have a breath by and actually think about. Well, the first thing you have to understand about, behavior, about um, belief is that any belief that you hold started as a thought. No, no belief starts as a belief. Like if you, um, if you believe that the earth is round. Or flat. Or flat. What, there was a time where that was a thought, where somebody, you know, well, somebody someone, said. No, going some, back somebody even further, there's a time where someone planted that that's into right. you. Yeah, yeah, planted a thought. And you thought about it and you thought, oh, okay, well, that's interesting. And after enough of thinking about that thought, it turns into a belief. Now, when you want to talk about the earth being flat or round, there's a lot of science to back up that belief. But if you talk and about a lot something of conspiracy like conspiracy theory to yeah, back up that's the other, right. The, the but other. if you if you talk about say being a vegan, right? If you go from being a an, an omnivore to a vegan, there was like as uh, vegans for a lot of people, it's a belief. It's a belief system. They believe that what they are doing is the right thing to do. Um, and at some stage, it that that was a thought. At some stage. You're an omnivore, unless you were raised as a vegan. I don't know many vegans that were raised as vegans. They, most of them made the choice in their adult life. Some are, but yeah, some are, but there's not many um, that I've met anyway. And you, at some stage, somebody presented the idea to you that veganism was the way to go, and it was a thought. And you thought about it enough until that thought became a belief. And now you're somebody that believes it so fiercely that you'll tell it to anybody and you, you back it up and everything. And that's, that is an example of thoughts becoming beliefs. Now, this is, this is something that I want everybody to think about. This is my you know, big moment for this whole thing. Dogma is the hardest thing you are ever going to break free of. P possibly you'll never break free of it. <clears throat> and dogma is, when we started to learn about dogma, really learn about it, I had to Google it because I, I always thought dogma was associated with religion but it's not the, the the google definition of dogma if you google define dogma is a principle or set of principles laid down by an authority as incontrovertibly true now it's related to religion a lot because it's called dogmatic belief of religion you know but you can relate that to any belief that you have that was laid down by your parents you know, yeah. there are some people that have taught their children to be racist. They've told them that, you know, people of another race 
are the devil or this or that or whatever and they grow up believing in racism now that's not something that they were born with it was it's something that was laid down in them and it's something that's hard to break free and i'm just giving some extreme examples here but again if you go back to this idea of, of the example that i gave or the example that Yanni gave about business coaching, you know, some people are raised in a way where their dogma is that you can get whatever you want as long as you get learn the right things and apply it to what you're doing and get better. And other people are brought up with the only people that have ever got anything had a silver spoon in their hand and they just got all the opportunities that nobody else got. Now those two people have got a set of dogmas that are going to be very hard to break free of that are going to come into play when they go into that business coaching workshop that Yanni mentioned before. So the idea of breaking free of that dogma, of actually coming to a point where you recognize one day that this is not reality. Your dogma is not reality. Everybody, all we have is perspectives. Everybody's perspective is different. None of them are right, none of them are wrong um, to a degree. Uh, but the majority of the time, that, that is true. And it's a matter of, okay, that's your perspective and this is my perspective and you can either just shut down to anybody else's perspective, or you can open your eyes up to the possibility that maybe your perspective and your dogma and your beliefs aren't serving you as well as you think or thought. And I the first thing that you want to do is I would say this, look at your life, look at the results that you've produced, because the results that you've produced are a direct reflection of your actions and your actions are a result of your beliefs. So look at the results that you have in your life. Say, is this what I want or do I want more? And if it's not, then you're going to have to start opening your mind up to this. You're going to have to start looking at your beliefs and your thoughts and start thinking about, are, are my thoughts, are my beliefs, are they serving me? Because if you don't have the results that you want, I'll tell you right now, if you're blaming other people and, t and saying that it's your circumstance that's the reason why you have bad results, that so you're listening to the wrong podcast because that is wrong. It is always your fault. It is always within your own control. Well, um, that's, that's ego. Yep, that's and right. That, and normally, and, and this is why I, I hate rushing this, uh, this series because usually this series is spread out over <coughs> eight, eight episodes, but we've condensed it because it, it, you know, we just didn't have the time to do that. And one of the, the episodes I would usually do is all on symptoms of ego and how to get your ego in check. Because the moment that you do any of the following, and I'm going to read them out because this is really important. This is not my opinion. This is fact. This is psychological fact. The moment you deflect, you know, the moment you try, try and deflect when, when something comes up like this and you, you, you know, an example is, oh, you know, people are starving in the scheme of things. This isn't really a problem. Deflection. You're deflecting from the fact, from the point that we're trying to um, make here. Defending between work and family. I have no time for my own health. You know, as soon as you defend your situation, defend your circumstances, defend your belief, uh, distorting, distorting reality when you're trying to defend your belief. It's too hard. Every time I think about setting goals, I fall apart and just can't do it. If something gets in the way. Uh, blaming other people is a great example of ego. You know, the moment you start blaming your circumstances, blaming your parents, blaming your teachers, blaming your religion, blaming the flat earthers, whatever it is that you blame, uh, that is a symptom of ego. Justifying your situation. Well, it's because of A, B, C and D or X, Y and Z mm. that I'm here now. It's because of my, my environment, you know, this and that. Another sign of ego, comparing and demonstrating. <sighs> Deflecting 
Defending, distorting, blaming, justifying, comparing, demonstrating are all symptoms of ego. And that's what most of us end up falling into the trap of doing. We start to try and defend our circumstances. Oh, but, you know, I've, I've done pretty well th th thinking like this or whatever else, you know. And the reality is, far, is yeah. what Rad, Rad just said is really important, you know. It's hard to hold the mirror up. It's hard to look at yourself in the mirror and say, am I truly happy with where I'm at? And most of us come in with goals. And then when we hold the mirror up, they go, oh, well, it's not really that important to me. Like, I'm pretty happy where I am. No. Take a, take, like, you know, take a leap of faith and step outside of your comfort zone and really, really analyze yourself and go, what do I really want to achieve in my life? If it's related to health and fitness or finance or relationships or career, whatever it is, you know, you need to really go all, all in on this and pick, pick up when your ego jumps up. And, and because di people have different sized egos, Rad and I have huge egos, you know, um, ego is very important in certain aspects of your life, but your ego is there to protect you from harm. It's there to protect you from humiliation. Your ego is a part of the herd mentality um, uh, theory, and it's there to defend you uh, from situations that may start to affect your social status. So failure is a great example. Your ego wants to defend you or protect you from failure, you know, and your ego most importantly loves to fight with other big egos. So when someone else comes along that starts challenging you on your thought process and your beliefs and your dogmas, then your ego will love to challenge that person, will love to challenge that argument and, and, and at the same time defend you or protect you from any sort of social humiliation or failure. So just the notion or the idea of setting good goals, setting big goals to make changes in your life, that presents an opportunity for failure because you may fall short of achieving those goals. So guess what happens for most people? Their ego self-sabotages them before they even get started with reasons why they can't do X, Y, and Z, or reasons why they shouldn't try to change, or reasons why the person that's trying to teach them or the guide that's presented to them is the wrong person for them, or it's the wrong time of year, or whatever else, you know? And unfortunately, a lot of people don't get past this point. They fail to launch because they just can't shelve their ego. They don't know how to identify an ego trait when it's present. And they don't realize that um, there isn't much freedom of thought. You know, I read a really great book last year and I've read it uh, the year before that called Waking Up um, by... Um, Sam, Harris. Sam Harris, you know, and Sam Harris is a uh, is a is a brain scientist. He's he's an authority he's a on this. He's a yeah. neuro, uh, neuro, um, neurologist, and he really understands how the brain works. So he really gets this stuff. And he he talks about the fact that there is no freedom of thought. We all walk around under the the false pretense that we are we, we have freedom of thought, but when you really really pull it back. You, you realize that everything you think has been implanted in your brain by someone at some point in your life. So really, you never, you never had the freedom to think like that. You're thinking like that because of someone else. Yep. Whether it's your schooling, your upbringing, your religion, uh, marketing, media, mass media, mm. they all implant thoughts and, and uh, beliefs in our brains. But you the, know? Be the best example of that is cultural differences. If you look at different cultures, Within different cultures, there's a completely different set of standards um, that is considered completely normal. 
And if you've never traveled internationally, you've maybe never seen this before, but you can see it in your own country if you live in a multicultural area where you meet where people come from overseas, where you just see the way that they do things that you can get really offended by. But then if you actually meet a group of people from that culture, you'll realize that's not them being an asshole. That's a cultural thing yeah. that within their culture is completely acceptable. Do you think that everybody is born that way? No. And we can see that so clearly if you take somebody born in China, but raised in Australia by Anglo-Saxon, by white Australians, they talk like an Australian, they act like an Australian, but they look Chinese, you know, yeah. or vice versa. So it's not something that we're born with, it's something that's implanted in into our minds by exactly what you just said there. And this is a really, really interesting concept if you've never heard of it before. It really is. It's something that if you're hearing this for the first time, you sh your ears should be perking up. And if you're hearing it for the 10th time, but you still haven't been able to get yourself on the path to um, where you want to go, it doesn't matter if you, like I really believe that goals are something that should always be a journey, not a destination. As soon as you achieve your goals or even come close to them, you should set the goalpost further away so 100%. that you're constantly looking to kick that next goal. But if you, if you find that you're always falling short, you're never making any progress, you're never going anywhere, but you've heard this 10 times before, you should not be rolling your eyes at this and go, oh, I've heard this before. You should be sitting here going, fuck, what am I doing wrong? Maybe, why am maybe I, why I, am I still getting wrong? Maybe I need to be going further down this yeah. rabbit hole. Yeah, because I can tell you, like I can never remember the exact name and the exact example, but was it was it Tesla, um, Nicholas Tesla that invented the battery or the, or the guy that invented the light? I think it was the battery and he was trying to get it right and he failed so many times like a thousand no, it was the light globe the light globe yeah, was it yeah it was uh, um, Ed edison thomas edison yeah, yeah. and the, he was interviewed and he was said man you know you must feel like such a failure you've failed you know 120 10,000 10, times. times or whatever to create the light globe and he said no i don't feel like a failure at all i just know 10,000 ways not to build a light not to create a light globe now yeah. uh, and, and, if, and if that wasn't the the correct example it's somebody that was a pioneer in the you scientific get, you get you get, the, you get the idea but the idea is that you don't we don't you know you only fail if you see a failure as a reason to stop and it, it's so it's so disheartening when you see somebody fail at something and that and then they stop and they go oh man that's it I'm, I'm, I'm done with that whereas you know the people that create a lot of success all we see is the end result the success yeah. but you don't see the hundreds sometimes thousands of times that they failed before they actually achieve success yeah. and we're no different in our business you guys might be listening to this podcast you might be looking at um any of our online programs and you might have just come into this um example um yeah craig jenkins is saying it's edison failure is simply feedback and it really is um you know there's that other great saying i never i don't fail i either win or i learn you know yeah. but if you you know you might be looking at everything that we do and thinking that we just fell over and landed on our feet and you couldn't be more wrong you didn't see the years and thousands of dollars that we wasted on trying to learn how to break into this digital space somehow how to go from just being personal trainers that 100% delivered our services face to face to people to going into this digital space where we start influencing people around the world and we made a decision that we were going to learn how to do it and you couldn't have been more blind but that's not, that's that's even very basic we we failed at business for for a decade and the re, the main reason why was because there was a lot of reasons why but one of the things that were was absolutely at the base <coughs> of everything was that none of us knew how to manage money 
And yep. I went and went, okay, I, I am the worst person around finance and money, but I am going to figure this out. I'm going to go all in. And for about five years, that's all I studied finance, yeah. accounting, you know, and I didn't yeah. go to uni and learn how to account. Yeah. I'm a CFO of a company yeah. and, uh, you know, and I had to learn. I just had to go all in. I had to become that guy. I hung out with finance yeah. guys. I started and just listening to finance podcasts, you know. What's amazing is that getting a, that, that, that got us out of the, the worst debt that we had and the constant stress and but the amount of money that we were making didn't change yeah it was just the management of the same amount of money 100%, coming in that changed in know, the way hundred percent now listen I want to bring this into something that's really really valid and tangible for everyone who's um, um, given graced us with their time to tune in or watch the replay here which is you just like exercise manipulates and levels up and uh, and and changes the physical body there are exercises that change the mental part of our state, our being, our mindset. And just as important as physical exercise is to change and our health, our physical health, it is very, very important that we exercise our mental health and our mindset because the two go hand in hand. You cannot achieve certain levels of success without both of them working and operating intrinsically at high levels. And the thing, the, the very fact that so few people work on their mental state and their mindset and leveling up their operating system baffles me. It absolutely baffles me. And one of the, one of the things I'm gonna use as an example of how ridiculous that is, is that every supercomputer your smartphone device, the laptop I'm using, everything is modeled off the human brain and the way the human brain organizes, categorizes and, and, and um, uses data, okay? And you think about how ridiculously often we have to upgrade the, upgrade the operating system on these devices to keep up with the times. As we evolve, as humanity evolves, as technology evolves, we have to constantly update our software. The hardware we replace every few years, but the software we have to update almost every year, if not a few times a year. There's always oh, there's little always updates that come update, along, yeah. okay? Now your body is the hardware. And yes, it's really important that we exercise and we update and we turn over cells in our body and hopefully we replace the old cells with better cells, stronger cells, more resilient cells by exercising and stressing the body and exposing it to load and all the things that we're usually talking about. That's how we're upgrading our hardware. But when hardly any of us are upgrading the software, which is the thing that needs to be upgraded the most. As we evolve, as our goals evolve, as our ambitions evolve, so too does our thought process need to evolve to align with those new goals, those new ambitions, okay? And there are systems that we can use to create new programs. There are really, really easy daily behaviors that we can do that you will use to upgrade. And that's what we're going to teach on Friday. But what we're going to do, and here's how we do it at Unity Gym. What we do first is we create goals and then we create a fitness strategy to align with those goals, basically like your roadmap. Here's how I'm going to get there. This is where I want to go. That's the goal. And here's the roadmap that's going to get me there. And if I follow this roadmap, I'm going to get to my goal or at least very, very close to it, okay? And then from that point on, we have to have a look at the way our operating system's working. And if it's not in alignment with those things, then we need to change the operating system. We need to upgrade the software. The hardware is gonna upgrade with that plan, that strategy, that goal. But the software 
may need to upgrade with different strategies entirely. And there are a few things that Rad and I and Richard have used very effectively, uh, and we don't even go too deep into this, that you can go much, much, much deeper if you want to. But what we want to do is share a few of those things that we use on a daily basis on Friday's show. Tomorrow, we're going to do the goals. And then on Friday, we're going to show you how you can create a few simple systems that are going to help keep you in, in alignment and upgrade your operating system, your software, so that you have a higher probability of achieving those goals. I think that's really, really important. We've got some great discussion going on in the in the uh, comments here, and I'd love to give a couple of shout outs. Thank you very much, Christy, Lee, Diane Norbury saying, enjoying reading James Clear's Atomic Habits on this subject right now. Yeah, he's great. Uh, great book as well, I've got that one. Jason Cole, another great read is The Chimp Paradox by Professor Steve Peters. I haven't read that. Uh, I'm going to give it a like though. Uh, and Craig Jenkins is saying, guys, we took your goal setting sessions at the beginning of the year and set goals to clear 45K worth of credit card debt and get into our first ever home. We became credit card debt free in November and about to sign our building contract this year to build our home next year. It works, but we had to change mindset to do it. That's freaking awesome, Craig. Yeah, that's uh, that is really good. That's Look, so I cool. cannot stress to you how much this stuff works when you deploy it and when you go all in on it. It's absolutely changed my life uh, from a completely drug addicted, depressed, uh, quite frankly, going nowhere person in my 20s who had a bit of a death wish, really, to where I am now, uh, debt free and, an, and a net worth of like a decent amount of money, you know, and, and growing uh, 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 quite quickly and, uh, and a great business and a great tribe of people around me, including you guys, you know. Uh, we literally um, removed ourselves from the destructive behaviors that we were living in our 20s and, and built ourselves a new tribe, which includes all of you tuning in and watching and interacting and talking to us, our gym, our gym members. Uh, and this is all a testament to the fact that this stuff really works. And so are you, Craig. So thank you very much for sharing that. That's really, really amazing. Uh, yeah. And, and I'll be honest, guys, when I first heard this, when my first mentor started to talk like this, uh, it was a little bit hard for me to stomach. Like I found it difficult. I thought it was all airy fairy, spiritual sort of crap, you know, that had very little uh, relationship with the actual physical world that you can see, smell and touch. And uh, unfortunately, I just didn't really, um, it wasn't really until I was challenged quite literally, quite literally by one of my mentors who called someone out in a, in a live speech and said, if you don't believe in this stuff, if you don't believe that every human being, he was actually talking about something totally unrelated, but he was talking about the fact that human beings uh, project an energy field from our electricity and from all of this sort of stuff. And he was going quite deep on it. And someone was challenging him saying, oh, that's such bullshit. He said, do you not believe in, in energy fields, in, in um, uh, different levels, different frequencies? And the guy said, no, why should I? And he said, all right, let me send you a text message. <laughs> and how do you think that gets from my phone to your phone, mate? Through a frequency, through an energy field. And the guy sat there and goes, well, hang on a minute. And he goes, yeah. no, how, well, how about we connect through Bluetooth? You know, and, the, and, 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 and that was a literal example of an energy field, of a frequency via a Bluetooth frequency wave. And the guy started to ha really be challenged on the spot. Like, 
hang on, how does Bluetooth actually work? Mm. How does email work? How mm. do you know how do all these how can I send a video from me to my brother without an energy field? Yeah. You know? Like logically, you gotta start thinking, okay, this is and these things, these these superpowers that are in our smartphones and our computers and on the internet aren't just happening on the internet. They happen in our bodies too. Every cell in our body is communicating like that. So it starts to make you really think, okay, uh, I, I, may, I may not quite understand all of this stuff, but it is definitely happening around me, you know? Yeah, that's right. Anyway, guys, we're going to go deeper tomorrow. I can't ramble on too much on this because I could go all day. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that discussion. It's always fun to talk about mindset and psychology. I think there's a lot here that you can unpack and people can benefit from. Tomorrow we're going to get a little bit more tangible and talk about the process we have created uh, to create goals and to build a fitness strategy around those goals. Make sure you tune in for that show and then we're going to bring this in for a landing on Christmas Eve with how to reprogram your thoughts using a few very, very simple, very, very effective daily habits that you can literally change your life with. See you tomorrow. Health is about performance, not just body image. You better be willing to accept what you're going to have to do to get there. We'll start focusing on movement goals, strength goals, flexibility goals. When you nail that skill, it's there forever. The body image goal doesn't get you that it's far. It's the consistency and frequency that's going to get you there. It's not the intensity. There's no shortcuts to mastery and movement. Destination doesn't change overnight, but your direction will. It's the gym is not the place to beat up the body that you hate. It's the place to build the body that you love. We are the gym that teaches people how to move instead of just exercise because we believe that health is about performance, not just body image.